and welcome to another episode of the Sharp Side of Paranormal. I'm your host, Cody, and I have a new setup. Woo! I have uh, decided it's too impersonal, me just sitting at a computer desk while doing the show. So what I have decided to do is I have moved my setup into the middle of my basement. Behind me is the computer desk. And on the TV in front of me is actually where I can see my guest. And the camera's right in front of me. So I can actually be more personable. Instead of looking at a computer screen and talking to the people, I can look right at them and they can look at me and we can have a better conversation. I'm excited for it. Um, it's been a busy week. Um, if you follow my Facebook, you've seen my adventures of actually doing paranormal equipment. I have started selling it. There's some examples. This purple guy here is, um, I believe that we came up with Herbert. I could be wrong. Anyway, uh, that was an, uh, a print screw up that I was making for Lauren Hans, but, uh, he still works. Uh, we got the K2 holder, got a little microphone with a hot shoe um, stand, desk stand. I make REM pods, music boxes, working on an EMF reader. My goal is to make affordable equipment for the paranormal community because it seems like a lot of companies out there, they charge way too much for equipment, and, and it's a little ridiculous. Um, I can do it just as good and i can do it cheaper so that is what i've done i have you know i've bought the stuff and i am assembling equipment and it's and it's great so um if you're interested hit me up after the show i can make custom equipment for you and whatnot and, and it's very affordable um i'm excited for today's guest um she has been following me for a while and I've been following her for a while on Instagram and I posted something. She reached out, said, hey, I would love to be on your show. And um, I was like, let's do it. So um, today we have Tiffany from Soul Stories. Um, she is an intuitive and she helps people, um, you know, cleanse houses deal with situations and she could probably explain it a lot better than what I'm doing, but that's typically, uh, <laughs> typically the case. So without further ado, I will bring Tiffany on. Hello. Hello. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Thanks for agreeing to be on here. It's, it's always nice to, to meet people all over the country or all over the world rather that that are in the paranormal community share their stories and hopefully provide a larger audience to get your stories out there absolutely thank you so tell me how did you get into the paranormal well um you know i always say when people ask me this question it sort of found me I, I was aware of it growing up, but I was really aware of it when I turned 15. I started having uh, dreams and they were super vivid. 
very vivid dreams. And I remember the first, like, I don't know, it was like a, over a span of maybe like three or four months, I kept having dreams of people or things happening. And then in my waking life, they would actually happen or I would run into that person. So I was actually so turned upside down and scared and kind of freaked out that I grew a, a little strip of gray, of gray hair <laughs> when I was 15. It was like right there and I could cover it fine with my bangs, but it was, it was really, uh, it was really something else. So when I was 15, I started uh, seeing and hearing things on, on both sides, uh, whether they were angels or the blessed mother, Mary, uh, she came to me a lot. I have a really close relationship with her and or demons. And um, I was just tormented. I was chased. I was um, waking up with things just in my face and I, I didn't understand it. And there was one point where I was pretty sure if I told my mom what was going on, I was gonna end up in some sort of hospital. And I, I told her, I told her that I wanted to see the doctor. And I remember the whole time we were driving to the doctor, I was thinking, they're gonna take me away. They're gonna put me away. They're gonna, it's gonna be like, my whole life is gonna change. And when I got to the doctor office and I told my mom, I just had trouble sleeping. And so I sat down and I was sitting there by myself and I was really nervous because I thought something was really, really wrong with me. And I heard this voice, it always comes to my left ear and it was a female voice and she said, you can tell the doctor that you're having sleeping problems but don't tell him anything else. Come back and listen to me or listen to us. And I was like, okay, so I did and I followed all of my guidance. Um, when I was like 18, 19, I had a friend. He was like my brother, we grew up together and he knew I had abilities. I didn't know what to call it. I was like, oh, I don't know. I just wanna get away from it. Um, his dad, like we, we grew up um, together and his dad, who I actually never met, I just met his mom. His dad was like tied up in some weird stuff and I can say cult-like stuff, but it wasn't like some mainstream cult. It was just some weird stuff. So, um, his dad died and we knew like, you know, we're kids and we knew that his dad passed away, but we didn't know how or what happened. So I was hanging out at this house one day and he's like, Hey, he's like, can you come in this room for a sec? And I was like, yeah, sure. And I walked in and he's like, he's like, why aren't you coming in the room? I was like, I, I don't know. I'm like, what do you want? And he's like, come in the room. And he kept saying that. I'm like, no. And it got super intense. And he's like, just come in the room. I'm like, no. And I was like, I was really freaking out. I did not want to go in the room. And he grabbed my arm and he pulled me in. And he's like, see, it's just, you know, it's just the room. And I was like, yeah, I know. I don't understand. I just don't feel good in here. And he's like, can you go over and just walk over there? And I was, I was freaking out. And he grabbed my arm and pulled me. And every time I got to this one spot in the room, I literally was just fighting him and then finally got out into the hallway where I felt better. He came out and he's laughing and he's like, you know, you can like see and feel things. And I'm like, I don't even know what you're talking about. And he said, that's where my dad hung himself. And I, I just, I like went downstairs. I'm like, I gotta go. 
because now wow. I'm really freaked out. Yeah, I didn't. We didn't. We didn't know. Nobody told us. You know, we're the kids. We're the friends. That his dad had committed suicide and he had hung himself there. And so every time going to his house was just like a horror show. Um, so anyway, that same friend was so believe he just believed in me and he said, I'm gonna take you to this meeting. Like, okay, and I'm here, like this young, you know, staunch Catholic girl. I'm like, I don't know, did they say we can do this or not? And we ended up going to this house. And I'm thinking I'm walking in to smoke and, you know, all kinds of, of craziness. And I walked in and there were these two little old ladies and they were the cutest little old ladies and they identified as mediums. And I was just like, oh my gosh, they're so cute. But there were so many people in that room. It was packed, like wall to wall, front, back, everything. So we sat, everybody else was seated and he leaned over to me and he's like, I know they're going to call you. And I was just like, just be quiet. <laughs> and I was really sitting there like, please don't, please don't call me. And the first thing, the, this one lady, she said, okay, I'm, uh, I'm seeing someone, I'm getting some, it's a woman and it's for you. And she pointed right at me and she gave me this whole reading and description of this woman who I didn't know. And when I went home, I asked my mom, I said, mom, who looked like this? And she's like, oh, she's like, that's my, my aunt, my aunt Mamie. And I was like, wow. And I told, I opened up to my mom and I told her and she's like, well, that makes sense because your aunt Mamie had abilities. She could see the dead. And I'm like, thanks for letting me know, mom. <laughs> it's yeah. always those family secrets. <laughs> I know. And my grandfather had it too. And my mom didn't tell me until, yeah, I was like late teens. So you, because I'm, I would say I'm sensitive and I, I've kind of had some similar experiences. Have you ever just been out in public and been like, has this, am I dreaming? Have I been here before? Has this is like, I, I've had deja vu a lot when I was growing up and it, it finally makes sense. Did you have the same type of situations happen? Yes, absolutely. And deja vu is like a symptom, if you want to call it, um, of having abilities and just kind of being open. The more open you are and connected, you continuously have these, you know, these um, happenings, the deja vu, or you see someone that you know. And there's so much to, to um, know and understand about it because, you know, I'm sure you or, or I know myself and other people have have bumped into people and they just know that person or they just really have to know that person and have them in their life at that time, you know, and that's, that's past life. Most of the time, um, it's really interesting. I've met a lot of past life family members, like past life siblings and past life husbands and, and partners. It, it's very, very interesting because the connection is so intense that, you can't deny it. That's, it's just so crazy. And, and like you said, you were a staunch Catholic. I had a, a, a group on um, the Wisconsin apparition tracking society. Um, I interviewed them when I was working for the magazine and 
a couple of them actually went to Catholic school. And it's it's amazing to see how what used to be taboo, the paranormal used to be so taboo. It's like 20 years ago, it was it was like forbidden stuff. If and people are still like it, but it's like if you do that, you're 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 worshiping the devil or you and now it's just so mainstream um, with, you know, all the TV shows, all the events, people are more open to it. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, it's funny because the Catholic Church has always been open to it. The Catholic Church is responsible for um, developing the formula for an exorcism. I mean, the deliverance ministry that that started in uh, Renaissance era and I mean, the first clergy that part, uh, participated in that was Ignatius Loyola of the many Loyola schools in which I also went to. And um, when I found out, I thought, wow, he's, he is not just known for the um, institutes of education. He was one of the first exorcists in the Catholic church. I mean, it was very interesting. And he was a Jesuit which is an order of the Catholic church, um, where, why I just have always connected to the Jesuits, but yeah, the, the Catholic church has always, um, embraced it. They're very careful. They've always been very careful of the stories and what gets out and what they will recognize. But if you think of all of the amazing stories of the sightings of Mary, you know, in Lourdes and Medjugorje, I mean, there it's endless. She was very busy, you know, in Mexico, and um, what she, what the messages that she was giving, those were all recognized and are still recognized by the church, by the Catholic Church. And it's crazy, is because because they kind of like they keep it on the quiet, but like the Pope has a chief exorcist. There's like someone at the Vatican that is like in charge of all the all the priests that actually do exorcisms. So it, while it's taboo. Um, it's actually really not. And that's the funny thing. Yeah. Um, there's, uh, I'm not sure if it was region. So I'm very involved in the Catholic church as a music minister. And I work with, a uh, auxiliary bishop and one of the, one of a renowned composer in the Catholic church told me, I'm not sure if it's regional. I believe it is, but I'll just say regional, but let's just put a question mark on it but that each region is assigned an exorcist, a head clergy who understands and knows deliverance ministry. And what a lot of people misunderstand about the Catholic church and how that works is they think that any priest can um, be do com complete or perform an exorcism. And that's not true. They actually will go to Italy and they have to go through the deliverance ministry and the training and the prayers and, everything that was formulated for that so it's a big deal and a lot of the priests um you know they they run away from it because they're scared it's very scary but i have connected with a couple of clergy they're still very quiet about it but um the jesuits especially because they're so intelligent and so open um i had a mentor at my my uh university and he was wonderful and i told him what I had been doing. And he said, you know, I believe you. <laughs> and I said, 
Yes, thank you. Because I have gone to, to some clergy and they're like, um, do you have any mental <laughs> health issues? I'm like, no, aren't I supposed to come to you for these things, you know? And it's funny because the same thing happened to all of the Catholics, you know, the Blessed Mother never really, correct me if I'm wrong, but the stories I've heard, she's never um, appeared to clergy. She always went to a child or, you know, a person, Juan Diego in the mountains of Mexico or Bernadette and in uh, Lourdes. And it was always like, here's the message, go give it to them. So it's very interesting, you know, to me that most of that happened where she didn't really appear to the clergy. Um, but yeah, the Catholic Church embraces it. I, ha I know a group of nuns, they are adorable and they do Reiki, <laughs> Reiki healing. And they're just, they're hilarious. They were buying crystals and everything at the spiritual store I was singing at one time. I mean, it's just adorable, but they have a, a in-depth understanding of, of the spiritual realm. I, I didn't grow up uh, Catholic. I, uh, I, I'm Lutheran. Um, so I'm a watered down Catholic. Yeah. Um, uh, but w the first Lutheran church that I went to, the former senior pastor actually was part of exorcisms. Like the, the Lutheran church, it's not really talked about. They did exorcisms as well. And he, he told us a story about, you know, he's like, yeah, the, the, the movie exorcist, it's, they say it's not based on a true story, but it's it's kind of based on a true story. So it's it's he's so I I'm obviously you know thirteen years old, and I'm like this is this is really cool. This explains a little bit, but yeah, you know, yeah. But I was always like, I had my first experience. Um, I had a dream that my grandfather passed away. And then the next day I found out that he had, he had passed away. And that was like my first um, real experience in the paranormal. So I started reading, you know, spooky stories to tell in the dark or, you know, haunted Ohio. Cause I grew up in Ohio and, you know, reading stuff like that. And so when I heard this story about exorcism, I'm like, that's so cool. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah, that's actually, uh, it was based on a true story. It was um, an exorcism that was done by Jesuits in, uh, I think it was the 1940s. There's a documentary on it. And it was a little boy, not a little girl. And it took several months for them to exorcise. I think he had maybe three demons. It's a very interesting documentary, but it was recognized and any exorcism or any type of haunting like that, that the church um, assists in, they actually have to document it and it's placed in the church um, files. So yeah, it, it was based on that. And, and obviously they did a girl because that, that sells a little bit better in Hollywood than, yeah. than a boy. Uh, hi, Leah. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm here with Tiffany. She is, Leah is actually um, uh, psychic. She, um, I had her on my show a couple of weeks ago, a couple months ago. Um, she, um, she actually died twice. 
and that she was brought back and then afterwards she's like it like jump started her abilities yeah and 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 a lot of people are like that they they have these near-death experiences are they actually do die and then are brought back and then now they you know part of the pat or part of the the other side is stuck with them and now they can communicate with both sides yeah absolutely so you you were telling me in the pre-interview that you do you help people out so you do residential cases i do um i have helped people in their homes i've helped people who have had their own personal challenges struggles and i've helped schools um who have had unwanted guests and uh yeah i've, I've helped a lot in a lot of different areas i had the most concentrated year which i actually had to take a break from uh in 20 it was probably right at, at, you know, it was probably 2019 to 2021. So over that span of time, it was insane. Um, I moved from one area from where I'm, I live and over where I'm from into another area. And it was an area that I never wanted to live in, not for any spiritual reason. I just never wanted to live there. I was like, please, God, don't. Don't give me any, I just don't give me any, you know, messages to go there. And of course he did. And I'm like, great, now I have to go move out there. And so I did, and I couldn't believe how busy I was in that sense. I, I got a lot of my soul stories from that. Um, it was so intense that by 2022, I, I needed to step out and take a break uh, for a while. <clears throat> so I'm actually just coming out of my, my break from all of that. So it was, it was, I, I, it was just a madness. It was demons and entities and, you know, witches of, of all, <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, what else am I going to bump into? So it was very intense. And I had a lot of calls. I had a lot of people. It's really very, a very personal thing because a lot of people don't want to talk about it and they're nervous and they're scared. But the calls that I get of these tearful, I mean, like crying, horrified, my daughter is seeing some demon in her room, you know, and it was like, it was something I can tell, of course, I think most um, intuitives can, when somebody's not telling the truth, they were all telling the truth. I mean, it was intense. And uh, one of them is, is number, uh, maybe six or something of my soul stories on my YouTube channel. And that was, that was exhausting. That was a really crazy um, clearing. So how did, how did you get started in the residential cases? Did it, um, did like somebody reach out to you or was it like a friend of a friend? How did, how did that start? Uh, it started in my home. I was about, I was 
maybe late twenties and I had <clears throat> dabbled here and there with like reaching out to what I call my tribe. I didn't know they were a tribe, but I met this amazing lady named Marie and she was French Canadian and she had this wonderful accent and she had a store and um, it was called The Path. And when I walked into The Path, I felt like, wow, this is so great. And I didn't quite understand, you know, what these crystals were or anything. I wasn't scared of them, but I, I just didn't understand it. So she, too, being Catholic, she educated me on all of those things that were in her store. And we became friends. Um, I pretty much bought so many things. There are like three or four stores that I will only buy things from. And I bought so many items from her and I went to um, different meetings and different psychics and intuitives and shaman and everybody. And I just went because I knew that I, I was being called. And I was living in a townhome and I had two roommates. One roommate was like never there ever, <laughs> like ever there. And the other roommate, she had just moved in and she was from Peru. And so it was probably at the first, I started feeling a little strange, but in, in all honesty, I spent a good chunk of time just denying things because I was like, I already have a lock of gray hair that I never wanted. I had to color it like every month. I'm like, I don't really want to see anything else. Um, but there was an entity in my home and she, she really wanted my attention. So after I, I think it was every morning I would be getting ready for work and just right over my right shoulder, she was just hanging out. She was, I could hear her breathing and every, I was brushing my teeth and I would just turn quickly. And I just like, and I was a nervous wreck. Cause I'm like, it's nothing. It's just my imagination and I'm trying to pretend like this is not happening. I'm trying to pretend like this woman is not yelling my name in the middle of the night and waking me up two and three, four times a night. And I remember one night it was like, it was right here by my face and she just said, Tiffany. And I woke up and I, I'm just, I'm shivering because you really, at that point, you just want your mommy. <laughs> you want your mom. You're just like, I need like somebody to hug me right now. But I was just by myself and I didn't know what to do. I was a nervous wreck. I wasn't getting any sleep. And I saw her in my, you know, psychic eye. And I went, um, my roommate's name is Vetka, was, or is Vetka, but of course we're not roommates anymore. And she was in the kitchen. And I walked downstairs and I said, hey, can I chat with you for a sec? She's like, yes, of course. And she sat down and she looked at me. She's like, what do you want to talk about? And I said, I just, uh, I was curious if you had, if you know, if uh, and I just could not speak eloquently at all. I, it was just not coming out. And she looked at me and she's like, you want to know if I see the woman coming from your room to my room, walking back and forth? She's like, yeah, I saw her. Then she got up and she finished the dishes and I'm like, I'm like, but wait, what? And are, like, are we not going to talk about that? Are, are we not going to talk about that? No, no, just go back and do the dishes. Okay. Yeah. She was so calm. And I was just like, I'm having a heart attack. And she's like, she's like, I'm from Peru. She's like, this is very common in Peru. I'm like, 
Well, it's not in LA because I'm, you know, or at least in my life right now. And I was just like tripped out. And she said, is it really bothering you? She doesn't bother me. And I said, yes, it's really bothering me. She said, do you want her gone? I said, yes. And she's like, okay, I'll call my mother. I was like, how'd you, how's your mom play into this? You know? And she's like, oh, she's like, my mom used to clean houses in Peru. She's like, and I'm not talking about like cleaning. She used to clean houses. And I was like, bring your mother right away, please. So she calls her mom. Her mom was like, absolutely. I've met her mom already a few times. And the, she specifically told me, when you get home from work, my mom will be here. You need to have an item or met several items that have been blessed. And I was like, okay. I came home, I had my rosary, my crucifix. I looked like Buffy the Vampire Slayer. I was like, I'm ready. And she was like, my mom's not, she's not coming. And I'm like, why? She said, because she said she knows you have abilities and I have abilities. And she said, she knows we both, we, both of us can do this. I mean, she just, she was like, that's it. You're both going to do this because you need to start doing it. And I'm like, but can't she just come and watch? I mean, I was freaking out. And sure enough, Vetka and I cleared the house. I was a nervous wreck. I was standing right by her. She was going through doing everything and telling me what to do. And sure enough, we got, we got rid of her or we sent her forth, I should say, because um, she was an entity. She had been a person living at one point. So blessings, we sent her forward. And Vetka, at the end, I went into her room and I said, do you mind if I just hang out in here for a minute? And she said, yeah. She's like, when I went in your room, my, the hairs on my arm stood up. And she's like, she was like all in your room. And it was just, it was one of the most frightening things I had ever been through because she wasn't trying to harm me. She wanted, she knew Vetka and I had abilities and she wanted us to send her on. And it was almost like the knocking on the door, but they just do it so scary. <laughs> and it was, there were a lot of, of aspects to that story and it's in one of my soul stories, um, but <clears throat> called my first time. But that's how- And everybody go check that out on her, on her YouTube. <laughs> and I, I just, um, after that, I felt like maybe this is what I'm supposed to be doing because I'm just being tormented and I should probably just turn and face it instead of running away from it. And that's when I became a little bit, bit more involved with understanding it as a whole. I got into understanding Hinduism and Buddhism and every ism you can think of just because I felt that I needed to follow my guidance and that's where it guided me to. And a lot of the tools that I use are, are Catholic based. They work well, you know? So you carry holy water. You have like a case of holy water, like in, in your car. I have four bottles that I keep filled, <laughs> filled up and they're in, they're under my little altar. I have my altar. It's got Ganesh, it's got the Blessed Mother, it's got Christ, and uh, <clears throat> a bunch of others that are my sort of spiritual team. And my holy water is under there next to my sage and my Palo Santo and my resin incense. So, mm -hmm. Look, you got like a go kit. There you go. 
I do. I made a joke for, um, hi, Amber. <laughs> I don't know if you're talking to me or you. I'm all like, hi. Um, I made a joke on the last interview I did. I said, you know, usually like I see people in my field and they're like all, <laughs> they're all like flowy clothes and crowns and sparkle. I like come in with my like sweatshirt on, <laughs> my leggings and my Skechers bag. I'm like, okay, are we ready? <laughs> I have no mystical cute bags. I have a cute Skechers bag. It carries all my stuff. It works. It works. Leah says, that's really cool. It's so good that you have that knowledge. Thank you, Leah. Yes, I, um, I'm definitely as the, a student. I like to absorb things, um, whether it's within my career or or no matter what it is, I like to absorb it. And I really like to try to stay factual. When I first started having things happen, it was right when I got into college and I would go to the library to study my, you know, general ed class stuff. But then I would go and look for books that had like dreams and this and that and paranormal. I would look for books like that and I would sit and I would read them so I'd understand what I was going, what was going on. And anytime something comes up, I'm definitely trying to get into the study of it so that I just don't sound like some, you know, you know, goofball. Um, I want people to know that I know what I'm doing. And if I don't know something or, you know, if I haven't learned that, I will call somebody who has. So far, so good. One time I called a Jesuit priest to come and help me with the situation. He was fantastic. He came right away. And that's always nice having that network. I, I am lucky that I have garnered a ton of relationship with people in all different aspects of this field. So if I don't know something, which is a lot, because like, like uh, Leah just said, I agree. I think the second we th think we know it all and stop learning, we miss so much. The minute you say that you're an expert, you're really not an expert. There's like this is an ever changing field and it's a newer field. It's really hard to be an expert in this. It is. And you're doing a disservice to people. Um, you know, a lot of people say that they are they have abilities or they're psychic or they're, they want that that attention i don't know why i i didn't tell people for the longest time it took me the longest time to even create soul stories but they want that attention and they want to believe that they have something people are really addicted to it it's like an addiction and when i help people they then become addicted to me and they're like <laughs> i'm like Oh my gosh, like I've had to learn how to, you know, put the distance. Although I do like to talk to people and help them, but they, um, some people get really, their egos mixed up with it. And one thing the Catholic church has taught me is to stay humble, even if they taught it in a negative way <laughs> by like pushing all this guilt on you, they have taught me to stay humble. And when I get a call and someone says, I'm hearing steps, you know, up and down my stairs. I have these nightmares. There is something in my room. I have, I've had people who have like abandoned parts of their home 
because that entity is trying to take over and scared them out of it. It's a bling, really. And they're like all sleeping in the living room or something. And they're just like, wow, we're going to handle this. And one thing that I absolutely am super protective of is children. And when they're messing with kids, I'm like, oh, like I, I cannot. So I will, I will travel to, to help a child, which um, one of my soul stories was about too. But um, I stay humble and I make sure that I know what I'm doing. And if I don't, I ask somebody. It's, it's, it's simple. And I have a lot of people call me and ask me. And I also have a lot of people um, who are messing around with things. They're thrill seekers and they think it's funny and they think it's cool. And this has always made me very upset. And they usually get a lecture from me because they're usually opening something up that shouldn't be opened. Uh, there were a group of girls, I call them girls because they were so young, but they were adult women. Um, I was blaming on the TV show Charmed. <laughs> you know, they all watch that and they think, oh, I'm gonna go get these spell books on Amazon and do all this stuff. So they're just, I have walked into situations where people are doing it. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? What are you doing, you know? And I get so mad, but because you're going and poking the bear for your own entertainment, but that bear was resting. So when it wakes up and turns on you, you know, and then that's when they come crying to me, which is exactly what happened. There was some really freaky stuff happening in that house. And it's a lot of energy um, that you have to take on and balance and learn as you probably know energies will suck you dry you know and it was a lot of energy for me to go in that house and see how many things they had opened and it's almost every situation i've gone to deal with has been someone messing with something because they thought or somebody saying oh i can handle it you know and it's well obviously you can't because now I'm here and I, I have to clean up your mess. So I do I try to explain that to people. Like it's really not it's not a joke. It's not a game. It just don't don't do it. Don't do that. And there's a lot of people that will go to these residential cases. They do everything the wrong way. They make the problem worse for the family. There are people that go to pay-to-play locations and are just so disrespectful. They like they'll go to these locations and they'll vandalize, they'll mock the spirits, they will do you know Ouija boards, and it's like no, you're like you're you're doing a disservice to to the community. You're doing a dis, uh, disservice to the family. Like, here's the thing. I go to these pay-to-play locations because I love communicating with these spirits, hearing their stories, and 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 learn and, and being able to share their stories. And I'm also, you know, for the research aspect, what happens when we die? Like, you know, is there obviously there's life beyond, you know after we die but what is it like and those are the questions that i am out here looking for but you got people that 
are just it just it it makes me so angry that they'll immediately go to a location and be like oh yeah it's a demon it's a demon it's a demon okay why is it a demon well it's 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 an evil spirit okay well just because it's evil doesn't make it a demon and and that's the problem there's no that real set definition to a demon there is but there isn't obviously a demon is something that was not human before correct i have um i have been assigned unfortunately <laughs> uh that is my my specialty uh i have been uh, faced with that and I have been assigned to that. That was me at 15 years old, um, really doing a tango with Satan himself, not one of his minions. And then I understood why when I was my, we had a house, it was a, like a four bedroom home and it had this super long hallway, of course, right? A super long hallway. And my sister and I, our rooms were way in the back and the mom's was way in the front. And at that point, my mom was my, she was my go-to, my mom. And I just would sit next to her because I felt safe around her and she's passed on, but she's still that safety. But that hallway, I saw so many things down that hallway, including the Blessed Mother and my experiences with Christ. And it was, it made so much sense that they came when I started having the battle, when Satan was trying to take me out. And I never understood what that was until my shaman and other people who were mentoring me, they were like, oh, you have a huge gift. He doesn't want you to learn that. And it was, it was a long fight. I mean, he came at me, he came at me for many years and it was, it was crazy. I mean, at times I thought I was not going to survive it. Um, he's scary and his demons are scary. They're the scariest thing, period, ever. That's what they were made to be. And that's why people should not mess around with those unless you know what you're doing. I know what I'm doing now, but when I walk in and I find it's that, I'm like, whew, okay. I, I have to do some, I have to do like three, four days of rosary prayers, meditation, calling in Archangel Michael, every Archangel, every warrior angel, goddess, um, Holly, I mean, Ganesh, all of them, they have to come with me. And it's a big, huge task because uh, they have lots of tricks up their demonic sleeves. And that just seems like so much pressure on a 15-year-old. Like you're 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 dealing with crap at school already, and <laughs> and 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 now you're fighting the devil yeah. because because you have a gift. And Leah says demons. She, demons do not hide in abandoned buildings and jump you. They have patience and power, but beyond our wildest dreams. They do. They'll hang out. They'll wait for you. They play the long game. 
They do. And um, uh, it's crazy how I, I honestly had a, a conversation with some other paranormal investigators and they claim to have gifts. And um, I don't think they believe me that that's what I deal mostly with. And I'm like, no, I know the difference. You know, when you wake up and you see that hanging over you, you know the difference between that and an entity, no matter how evil that entity. And I have run into some very stubborn, evil entities, but yeah, Satan is not, not fun to tango with. But the one thing that I always remember and I always say to myself almost on a daily is God gave us authority over Satan. It's a lot that we have to do to understand that authority, but it is so powerful when you're going into doing that work and when you're trying to help people because they have something like that in their home, that is frightening. I mean, another one of my stories uh, that I cleared a house and a person, um, gentleman callers, the third story was specifically that and that I had never, I, I, I almost didn't go and help that person. I was horrified when I saw, I, I usually ask God to show me what I'm going in against. Show me because I need to know what it is if I don't know. And when he showed me, that thing showed up in my room and showed himself to me. And I was having a difficult time trying to yell my mother's name. And I finally got it out and she ran in and she grabbed me from that. But I had to see it so I knew what I was getting into. I spent the next day really like, I don't think I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna go. And then I prayed and I did my rosary and I got the inspiration and the message of what I needed to do. Uh, there are different levels of demons, different types of demons, and they're all flipping horrifying. I mean, I can't watch my stories at night. I just can't. I lived them. And it's just, I have seen the smallest demons that have given me the worst nightmares. And I've seen some pretty big ones. Yeah. So was that your most terrifying experience while doing it since you've started the paranormal or? Uh, no, my, one of, <laughs> one of mine is actually a, a soul story. I will give you this story because it, it actually ties into a bunch of them. There's this hill, of course it's a hill. Um, and I grew up like looking at this hill. It was a, it was, the scene, the backdrop from driving to our home. And I always asked my mom, I'm like, can we live up there? <laughs> and it was just so attractive to me. And there, it had like one of my favorite marine parks. And I was like, but I love it up there. Um, as I got older, I, I worked there. I had several, I, I might as well have lived there. I worked there. And I saw so many things up there. And I was just like, what is happening up here? Because it feels so sacred. It was almost both sides. It was just really weird. This woman told me that the Native Americans had blessed the grounds, you know, when they probably thought it was theirs. They blessed the grounds 
but they also did other things when the white man came in and tried to take things from them. And the Native American um, power is frightening. It's very strong. And I feel very protected by it because I have two or three um, bloodlines that are Native American in my, in my body as well as African, of course. And anyway, this hill, this situation was very scary. I had, I was on crutches. I was just going to the store to get some food. I really wasn't thinking about being an intuitive in any way at this point. I was trying to get back to my car. And when I, I remember when I got outside, I thought, oh, it's dark. Like it's already dark. I'm in the parking lot. There are hundreds of cars, people everywhere. So I'm on my crutches moving very slowly because I had sprained my ankle pretty bad and balancing a grocery bag gets towards my car. And okay, so my car is facing this way. Here's the nose of it. And the other car on the other side is facing my car, not close. There was an island in between us. I looked at the car across from me and I noticed in the passenger seat, I saw this thing there with ears and I thought, oh my God, did somebody leave their dog in the car? You know, that's like my first, I'm thinking like that person needs, you know, and I'm just like hobbling to my car and I'm like, that person needs to be like arrested. They left their dog in the car. Like I'm mad at this person. So I focus and get a little bit closer to my car and I look back so I could see this dog. And then I realized those are not dog ears. And then I started getting anxious and I started getting a little nervous and I'm like, maybe it's one of those, um, I, I try to debunk everything. I never jump to the conclusion that it's something spiritual. And I thought it was an, the artwork on the, the passenger seat. And I thought maybe, maybe it's that. And then it moved. And I was like, that's not, and I just thought Tiffany, just get in the car. <laughs> Why are you getting in the car? So I opened my doors and I put it in and I'm breathing and I'm like, don't look, do not look at that car. Do not look at that car. Do not look back at that car. I said, sit in your, in your car. And I closed the door and I was just like, do not look up, do not look up. And I started my car and I looked up and this. It, I can, I can't even look at Yoda's pictures now because it looked like Yoda. He was lifting his head up above the dashboard and I saw his eyes. They were like gray and he was looking at me and I could hear what he was thinking. He was like, can she see me? And I just, I swear, I, I'm surprised I didn't run into things because I just backed up and I took, and I started praying because I was like, please do not let that thing follow me. Please do not let that be my next assignment. I do not. And I was like, whatever that is, that person in that car has, you know, brought that in for some reason. And I was freaked out seriously for like a month. And it was a small little, it was crazy. It was crazy. That was probably the scariest thing I had dealt with. I would have been running away screaming like a little girl. That's that's what was... <laughs> Leah's got a question. She's like, I'm not, not being rude. Maybe you can help me. Why do we need the archangels, goddess, and etc. cleanse the house and get rid of them? 
if God gave us Jesus and the Holy Spirit and prayer to cast them out simply in the name of Jesus, like I said, I, she loves to learn. Yeah, no problem. You're not being rude at all. And I do get that question a lot. Um, <clears throat> so God made other gods with small G's. Um, he made other people just like we have a family. We can't just rely on being around our parents <clears throat> for our entire lives. We have friends, we have teachers, we have mentors, we have aunts, uncles, grandmas, grandpas. So I see it as a bigger part of the heavenly family. Now, if God during a time where Hinduism didn't know Christ because he wasn't in existence at the time, had God as Kali and she was given the power, God created her to bite off the heads of demons and wear them around her neck, I'm gonna have Kali on my team for sure. Um, the same with Ganesh. I didn't know Ganesh had this side to him, but he also fights demons. So God has made several um, <clears throat> gods, goddesses, um, saints, um, other people. It, it's all in the family. There's no, oh, they're greater than me or they're people who are human think that way. We're very competitive, but God doesn't think that way. These are all of his children and we all help. It doesn't mean that one is better than the other one can't handle you know something or anything like that i always call on christ christ lives in me and those are my spiritual team that they come in and they help because god made them for a reason and uh so i do i respect um things outside of christianity because christianity is very new compared to hinduism and buddhism and there are specific gifts that were given to others that it's just strengthens the help need all the help you can get when you're dealing with demons for sure thank you for answering that i love like when um the audience asks questions um like that because it it, it expands the topic and it and honestly it's i've learned a lot just sitting here today listening to you explain this it's just it's I'm always the type of person I love to learn stuff. If I don't learn something new every day, then it then it's pointless. And and I try to tell my my son, you know, he's eight years old and he's like, oh, learning, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, I'm 34. Like <laughs> I'm still learning stuff today, and I will learn stuff until the day I die. Like this, this is life. You you're always gonna learn something new. And, it's i don't know it's just i'm i'm always the type of person like i i will get stuck i'll get on youtube i'll look up something and then i get stuck on the rabbit you know the rabbit trail and you know i'm i'm uh leah says thank you for answering and thank you for sharing i'll start on like one topic and then somehow i'm on um world war ii history like <laughs> the first thing i was watching is has nothing to do with that but i have i have gone through the rabbit hole yeah absolutely no i i do i i love learning i mean i was a staunch catholic so there was a closed-mindedness when i was in my late teens but i knew that there was a bigger story but you couldn't just tell me hey go read about hinduism i don't know what it was i'm like what 
And Kali and Ganesh came to me. I was in a shamanic cleansing. I was laying down and I remember Doreen Virtue and all of these spiritualists. I saw her at the Bodhi tree in Beverly Hills when it was standing. And she was like, don't call on Kali. <laughs> I was like, what? Oh, let me write her down. I will not call on Kali. Like it's, she's scared me. And, and she's like, don't call on Kali unless you're ready for her. Cause she's fierce. And I'm like, I don't want to call on Kali at all. So I totally like had Kali <laughs> out. I was like, mm -mm, she's not coming in, not happening. And in this shamanic journeying, this female, not human, but female, stood over me on my hip bones and I'm in my journeying and he's doing the feathers and blowing and spitting stuff <laughs> and I'm looking up and I see this this goddess you can't call her anything else and I knew it was her and I said I didn't call you and she said I called you and she's like I am here to talk to you and I was just like and I felt so much love from her. And after when I went into my learning and, and reading about goddess Kali, I found out that she was very closely related to the Blessed Mother, as in Mary, as in Miriam, as in Christ's mother. And they're both named the Blessed Mother, one in Christianity, one in um, Hinduism. And so they come and find me and I can't deny them, you know, and it was just like, wow. And I have, I ha I'm looking because I have her in this huge canvas um, hanging in my, my home. And I call on Polly. She's, she's powerful. And I thank God for making her. I, first off, like if some, like someone like that, or <laughs> a goddess like that, Calvin's thought me out. Like, I would be like, are you sure you got the right person? Like, like, you're talking to me. <laughs> I, I would just, I wouldn't know what to do. I was shocked because I, I knew it was her because I just felt her fierceness. And it just, it just, I just kept hearing so much about goddess Kali. And it's almost like I get like haunted in a good way by them. And I have a similar story of Ganesh and... I didn't know who they were. They didn't teach this in, you know, in catechism. <laughs> I mean, I, and I had to seek, I had to step outside of my comfort. I had to step outside of, thank God I did. Because if I just went up with things um, in, an, in a mindset of Catholicism, I'd be missing a lot of things. And I'd be missing a lot of tools in which I use to help people. There's a huge spiritual world huge and it doesn't just stop at christianity and it doesn't mean that god is not at the center he's the big g god and the other ones are the small g gods but they all have a place and he made them so i am like obsessed with learning about hinduism and you know durga is my newest one she's kind of come in but i wait for them to come to me i don't seek them out and it's it's always been like that, just like Archangel Michael. God made him to fight Satan out of heaven, you know? And why wouldn't you call on Archangel Michael? He's amazing. When he comes in, it's like, oh, wow. 
Well, Tiffany, I have taken up enough of your time on a Saturday night. I, I just, first off, everybody, you got to go check out her YouTube. Where can they find you on YouTube? Okay. So, um, if you go to YouTube, you can search soul stories, two words, monster woman, because if you just search soul stories, uh, they, a billion of them will pop up. But if you search soul stories, monster woman, you will find my page and all of my stories. And please reach out to me. I, <clears throat> I love talking to people and helping if I can and answering any questions. Soul stories 444 at gmail.com is, is the soul stories uh, email. And I answer everyone um and i'm more than happy to know you so and you can comment watch the stories um they're a little scary so if you're easily scared then watch them in the daytime <laughs> but, i will watch them daytime in the light <laughs> no i'm not that bad uh my wife will say otherwise but um no uh and, and you're on facebook you're on instagram as well Yes, find me everywhere, Facebook and Instagram for sure. Go, go follow her. Um, I, I, I love knowing that you're a resource out there for, for myself, yes. but also other people uh, that that need it. And and that's why you know when people, I remember real quick. I remember. In, I was in the car with my um, catechism teacher, and and this was during the show Medium was on NBC. Yes. And I, I brought it up, and he's like, "Oh, that's bad. Being a that's that's evil. That's uh, and I'm just sitting there thinking, but like, if she's doing good." And helping people, and God creates everything. How is it bad? Obviously, God gave her a gift to help. Why wouldn't we use it? Why wouldn't we use our God-given talents to to do good? So it, I just, I don't, I don't, I don't get the old school thinking. I guess, but. Tiffany, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you again for coming on. We will have to do it again. Thank you. Um, Appreciate it. I really do. Just next time, don't call me Chad. <laughs> that was so funny. You're like, who's Chad? I'm like, I have... Who's Chad? <laughs> I thought it was... Oh, that was funny. That was really... That's actually my stepbrother's name is oh. Chad. So oh my God. different last name, but it, it's okay. It's fine. <laughs> well, everyone, thank you for tuning in. Um, thank you for your questions. Uh, there is no show next week. I'm off next week. And then I will have Amanda, a paranormal investigator, Amanda Wood on on february 3rd again go soul stories monster woman on you youtube subscribe 
like, share with your friends and family, bug them with, with Tiffany's stories, for, tie people down, force them to watch them. That is what my wife does for me with scary movies. She forces me to watch them. Uh, so, Tiffany, thank you again. I appreciate it. Thank you, Cody. Appreciate it.